Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Marito Lopez. Marito is one of the funniest comedians. He's also co-host of the Strictly Beloved podcast. This is an awesome podcast, guys. I hope you guys enjoy. Check me out on Instagram at NewerKidWai. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records. So check them out, too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Marito Lopez. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Day. I'm here with my man, Marito Lopez. Marito, thanks for joining me, bro. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, man, every time I listen to you, I just fucking to crack up. You're one of my favorites. Uh, just to let everybody know, this is fucking one of the funniest comics uh, in the country. Uh, one of our gems. Uh, he was like one of Toronto's uh, top comics, and now you're living in Vancouver. How you liking it over there, buddy? I love it, man. It's so It's so like peaceful out here, and it's like I feel like a lot of people are like invested in spirituality and and their uh their fitness and just well-being you know okay yeah you felt that yeah. like a change from toronto because i guess like here and i feel it here too it's so goddamn fast-paced it really feels like uh the it's not as much community focused as well either like uh how do you feel that change when you went to vancouver yeah like i mean i mean like i feel like people aren't as friendly here you know, cause they're they're very like you know, they're just they're just about their little circle that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Toronto's like I I had a lot of friends out there, so it it felt more like I had community there. Oh, but man. here, but here, like I uh, I noticed that like people don't party as much as they do in Toronto. They don't stay out as late. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Like they they're not drinking all the time. Uh, they're like going to like spin class or like running by the seawall you know what i'm saying so like it's more it's more about like well well-being but it's funny because it, it, that you mentioned that toronto does have more community even though it's less spiritual or whatever okay well i also i i've only been here like uh a few years and then i had that pandemic in the middle so i guess it's like a little bit different for me because like when I came here, you were already in Toronto for seven years, maybe even longer. And it yeah. just seemed like everybody fucking knew you and you were like immersed in every kind of like community and comedy. And it's just like it seemed like you had that like kind of popularity and that community around you. So I, I can yeah. understand how you felt that there. And then yeah, I, I see you have like a little bit of that, though, in the Vancouver. So I think that's a good thing yeah yeah it's like it's coming you know like it's 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 growing way more and i i love this city man it, i think vancouver's such a like it's a good change i feel like almost i got exiled you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i got exiled and like when when i'm out here it's so slow paced that you get to like reflect a lot and you're in nature so like it's really uh, uh, i don't know i really needed it you know okay toronto got too busy like you were it's- saying it's busy as fuck, man. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it it got too be, busy. It can be heavy on the mind. Like right, right now, I'm in that energy of like I want to work and I want to create right now. So I, I, I like the busyness. But I know what you're saying. Like sometimes you need that reflective uh, kind of energy. So uh, let me ask you, like, why, why did you kind of feel like you needed that right now in your life? Well, man, the pandemic. I don't know how it felt for you, but especially in Toronto, it was brutal. Mm. You know, because like everything shut down. There was nothing you could do, and like you're trapped in this like concrete jungle. You know what I'm saying? So, um. The reason I moved to I moved back west is because my brother got sick. So mm -hmm. when I left Toronto and I, I was living in Calgary for that little bit, like I felt this like weight lifted off my shoulders. Just being you know, like, being because close like to in the Toronto, family, right? I was just, yeah, I had my family close to me, you know, like, and uh, it was always busy. Go go go! Like you got to go to the show, you got to go prep for a festival or whatever. Go do an audition. So when I went back home, that that got lifted off of me, mm. and then uh, and then uh, uh, an agent from Vancouver hit me up and was like, "Yo, you want to move out here?" And like I could get you some work, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna do that. I, I I'm I'm gonna like, you know, leave leave my apartment in Toronto and then go out west." So, so like, there was something inside of me that was like. Uh, yo, you need to like change your pace. You need to go somewhere that's closer to family, you know, like that's closer to nature. And uh, that's like, that's not just like, you know, obsessed with the busyness and the hustle because you've done that. Mm -hmm. You put, you put your time in now, put your time into like getting better. And like, I've always talked, I think I talked about this last time I was talking with you I've never given myself a chance to fully recover from alcoholism. You oh, know what no. I mean? Like I'd go to rehab and then I'd get, I'd get out and I'd give myself like maybe four months or whatever to get better. But then I'd go straight back into comedy. You oh, know? Okay. And right? you think and, that doesn't help you recover when you go jump right back into comedy? Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, I think like, I think you really got to give yourself time to heal because like addiction really fucks you up like mm -hmm. mentally physically spiritually everything so like uh in order for you like to get back to like a, a good balance you have to like give yourself a chance to like to be quiet you know mm -hmm. what i mean to like to listen to say your intention to being like oh i i i need to heal i need to grow and I feel like Vancouver has done that for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still doing comedy. I'm still working. I'm still, like, doing as much as I can. But there's something about this city that, like, makes you sit down and just look at the mountains and the ocean. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is what life is about. Yeah, 100%. I think that's any kind of uh, city that has that nature aspect to it because you don't get that in Toronto very much because I know the concrete jungle, like when it's everything's just noise around you, it's just hard not to be able to freaking have that sit down and just like, let it, let it be. And uh, I, I get what you're saying, man, about like jumping straight back into the comedy when you're in that I mindset of just like, I need to fucking 
like work as much as I can. I need to prepare for this. I need to do that. How that doesn't really help you heal. Because like you yeah. said, healing, you need to shut, you have to shut up for a second and like listen to your body, right? Like yeah. you, you need to really listen to yourself to see what the healing, <clears throat> what healing needs to be done, correct? 100%. Bro, Um, I... I, it wasn't until this, like, maybe month or whatever that I realized I don't know what my heart sounds like. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. I've never, I've never, like, paid attention to my heartbeat. Oh, wow. I, I've never been quiet enough to listen to that. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I've always, like, focused on my mind or my body or, like, 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 like even just feelings, you know, I'm always focused on that. I remember when I went to rehab, this guy, um, he found my, one of the counselors, he found out that I was a, a comedian. Right. And uh, he was like, that's really cool, man. You're really funny. You make all the people here laugh. But I just want to give you a piece of advice. When you start telling jokes from your heart instead of your mind, that's when you're going to be great. Mm. And I, in my head, I'm like, what, what the fuck does that even mean? You know? But but it sounds so nice that you take it in, right? Mm -hmm. Easier said than done. Tell mm -hmm. jokes from your heart instead of your mind. So I'm like, okay, cool. But then now that now that I'm older, I'm like, oh yeah, I never been telling jokes from my heart. Mm -hmm. It's always from up here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even my recovery is always from up here. Oh, am I going to enough meetings? Am I doing enough uh, service or whatever? Right? But it's like, no, man. Like. How do you feel here? Right? Like, how do you feel in your heart? Because if you feel good here, then it'll just spread everywhere else. Your mm -hmm. body and your being ain't shit without your heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until like this month that I fucking, I've been meditating, I've been running, and I put my hand to my chest and I feel my heart beat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, like, like I'm alive. You know what uh, I mean? That's uh, that's beautiful, man. Uh, honestly, that yeah. uh, and like the way when you just said that, like I'm alive, like I I've I, I felt that in like deep sense of med like deep states of meditation, or even on like psychedelic trips, where all of a sudden you feel your heart, you feel your breath, and you just have that feeling like holy shit, I'm alive, like like just when you actually feel that you're coming from your body and like you said you're coming from your body your heart not your head and yeah. and you're right like uh i think all of us like uh what stage of comedy we're at we're all like still writing from our head because um we haven't developed those skills of being able to feel and that's where kind of our meditation our exercising our focusing on our well-being kind of comes into because that's where we end up eventually being able to feel and then when we feel and then we create from that feel that's a completely different thing and i i love how that guy in rehab told you that like that's when you're yeah. going to become great yeah yeah and and you you know what's crazy too like speaking about psychedelics like i'll do mushrooms once in a while you know what i mean like maybe once every few months mm -hmm. just to like reset and like you know sit in it Mm -hmm. and, and and Vancouver is perfect for that because there's so much nature. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go to the beach or like Stanley Park and you just sit in the nature and you like just listen to the silence. Mm 
Mm. Right. So I did, I did mushrooms in Calgary, bro. And uh, I've been reading this book. It's called the reflection of the heart. And it's about uh, Islam and like how um, God, God is always in your heart. Like we always try to find them in our mind and in our body, but he's always here. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the reflection of the heart, like, if your heart is doing good, then that means that you you can see God. You can hear God. You can feel God. Mm. Like God, that's the piece of flesh that God gave us to be connected. You know what I mean? With with the divine. So I I did these mushrooms and I was meditating. I was like on 17th Avenue. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck, I need to like, I need to focus on my heart because I always stick from my mind. And I, I, I closed my eyes, bro. And I opened them, and then all I saw was the Calgary Tower, and it was glowing, like, beautifully. And you know there's, like, these buildings around it, mm -hmm. right? And it looked like the rib cage. And, oh, I, and yeah, then I yeah. looked at the city, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the heart of the city, you know? And I know it sounds corny, but it's, like, in my mind, it was like, oh, yeah. Like, no matter what, whether I'm sad mad, depressed, excited, horny, whatever emotion may be, my heart's always there. I'm always alive. Mm. You know what I mean? And like same thing as the city, like our city that that we started comedy and like it's always there. And in that moment, I remember thinking nothing is happening except the city. And uh, uh, I'm honored to be a part of it. Mm. You know what I mean? And and even further than that, it's like uh, us being alive, like we're part of this bigger picture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're part of this, like this little heartbeat, your little heartbeat is bigger, is part of this entire heartbeat. That mm -hmm. is life. You know what I mean? So like, I just felt so like fucking at peace, bro. And I was looking at the, at the Calgary Tower and my heart, it felt like they were connected. And then I remember this passage that I read. Uh, I think it's from Rumi or maybe like some other. It was from someone mm -hmm. uh, from, that I read in the book, Reflection of the Heart. And it goes, a wave, enlightenment is when a wave realizes it's part of the ocean. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, so that's, then, that sounds exactly that, like Rumi. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that amazing? Like, dude, I Beautiful. I was sitting there and I was like, Holy shit, like, I've never tapped into my heart until now. I'm 35 years old, and now I, I'm starting to, like, get that, you know? Damn, dude. That's, uh, I fucking love that, man. Uh, thanks for sharing yeah. that. It's fucking, oh, man, the wave part of the ocean. And I love how you had that, like, psychedelic experience of looking at the, looking yeah. at the Calgary Tower as the heart and the beating, like, it, it's weird when you start feeling the rhythms of everything around you. And, yeah. uh, and I can a hundred percent seeing being by the ocean and the mountains, how there's that so much more energy around you that it's easier to kind of get into those rhythms a little bit more. Um, and yeah. like, honestly, the way you were saying, like, you want to like now kind of take that into your comedy. And it's funny because like, when I watched you over the years, I've always kind of, saw somebody who kind of in my view kind of already spoke a little bit and through the heart a little bit just because like I've seen you go on stage 
and you want to kind of get into the feeling of the audience and like I feel you when you go on stage you love talking with the audience and like observing like you will look at every audience member in the eye and you'll try to yeah. connect with them you'll try to like you know joke around make fun of them do your kind of yeah. thing but I love that because it, it really felt like every time you got on stage um you would try to get into the moment, get into the present moment and be in the same energy as the audience is and kind of bring them into your energy and kind of create the moment through that, which I thought was always very beautiful. Uh, do you think now that you're kind of connected with your heart a little bit more, how do you think that whole thing's going to change or does it just give more energy to that? I feel like, I feel, uh, I hope, I, at least my hope is that like, I'm not going to be scared to tell new jokes. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if it's coming from the heart, if my intention is to be like delivering these from like here, then I think I won't be as scared. And even if they do bomb, who cares? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, at least I'm trying. I'm I'm like communicating through here. You know what I mean? Instead of my mind. Because, oh my God, every time I try to tell a new joke and it comes from my head, Oh, bro, it's brutal, bro. I'm just, I sound so rehearsed. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everything is so uh, everything is so like fucking. It sounds just fake. You it's know, fake, a hundred percent. And yeah. you're like, you get into more that authentic thing when you start trying to come through it through the body, through your feeling and shit, and through the heart. Yeah. So I love, uh, I love that. And you're right when you uh, when you're coming through that. Uh, I'm reading a book right now, and it's kind of on the. Bhagavad Gita, I can't even say it, Bhagavad Gita, whatever. I can't like say Hindu's yeah. uh, scripture kind of thing. But like one of the things that they kind of say in it is to like let go of the fruits of your labor. So like when you write something or when you're trying to do something, if you're constantly thinking in your head like, oh, is this going to succeed or is this going to fail? And if you're worried about that, it creates a fear around it so you will never be able to get into the real presence and be in there in that true place of creativity because you're constantly thinking like oh is this going to be successful or is this going to fail so your mind is constantly in that uh your mind is constantly split where half of it's yeah. in that creativity and the other half is thinking of what's going to happen with it right so yeah. like uh yeah I, I can understand that when you're coming from the heart it gives you it puts you into a place where you're no longer um in the plane of fear so you're not thinking about what's going to happen with this joke and then it can come out more authentically i think yeah for sure for sure and i and that book is great too man i read that too it's yeah it's fucking uh it's beautiful man i honestly think it's uh yeah just so powerful um Let's talk about fucking, I don't want to talk about you converting to Islam. What the hell? <laughs> <I'm> fucking, <laughs> you're coming on to our team? What happened there, buddy? <laughs> how funny, how funny is it though that you're like talking to me right now and I'm like, I look like I am in prison and I converted <laughs> to Islam. Yeah, if anybody's uh, if anybody's listening, uh, just listening and not watching the video, like uh, right now, Marino's topless has a shot uh, like he has all his tattoos showing has some chains he looks like he just uh converted to islam in prison and uh <laughs> i'm doing a vice documentary on you so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um yeah dude i i don't know what it was it just you know you know i always fuck around 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm always joking when it comes to, like, you know, just, like, serious stuff. Like, you know, like, I would always say shalom. Yeah, that's like, that I was, shit. yeah, I always thought you would convert to Judaism before Islam. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would always go shalom or, like, whatever, whatever. Like, I, I always, like, I'm always, like, so intrigued and, like, attracted to like other religions because i grew up catholic and christian right mm -hmm. so um i was always like just attracted to like these other you know ideologies or whatever and i always think it's so funny like the things people say you know what i mean like like a jewish person being like shabbat shalom you know what i mean like <laughs> I, to me that's so funny but it, but i'm not making fun of it i think it's just so beloved it's so beautiful mm. that people like they say these things like for centuries we've been saying like these like spiritual things because like it, it connects us to God or whatever, or like we're just taught mm -hmm. our family teaches us these things like, Oh, this is a nice thing to say to someone else. Right. It, it shows them that you're like showing them love or whatever. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> yeah. Like Asalaamu Alaikum. And, and I've always listened to rap, bro. Like I love rap and, Every rapper is a Muslim for some reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're always saying, like, oh, Salaam Alaikum, peace is to the God and the earth. Allah is great, brother. You know what I mean? Like, they're always talking <laughs> like that. I think it's because Malcolm X. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of rappers look up to Malcolm X. So, like, uh, it, it makes sense that way. But so at first, I'm not going to lie to you. It started off as a joke. Like, I would go, Salaam Alaikum, my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Allah is great, brother. Right? Like, <laughs> and then like, oh, if somebody was eating pork, I'd be like, I'd be like, that you're eating swine right now, brother. That's the flesh <laughs> of the white man, brother. <laughs> you know, so it was. It always started as a joke, right? But then I started living with Malik, and uh, and yeah, and Malik's uh, another comedian who's uh, from uh, Vancouver. Another hilarious dude. Yeah, and uh, he's he's like super, like way younger than me. But he's like, I always thought that he was like, you know, like emotionally and spiritually, like just just a sweetheart. Oh, I've yeah. always I've always been attracted to his energy. So like, we just got really close, and like I was always so like impressed by how religious he is. Mm. You know, like he he went to school, like he prays, like Islam school. Yeah. Um, he knows how to pray, like he does. Like his family is really about it. So like I always thought that was really cool. And I remember um a couple times like he would ask me, yo, you want to pray with me? And I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. So then because I respect it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, even though I'm like Christian or whatever. So when we would pray, there was something that would happen. Something about like putting your face to the floor mm -hmm. and going Allah Akbar. I'm like, oh, this is what I've been missing my whole life. I I love God so much. You know what I mean? I'm so grateful to God for everything, even my like my bad moments, like when I was in jail or like in rehab or the drunk tank, whatever. Mm. I, I I still thank God for that. So when I put my face to the floor and I go, Allahu Akbar, God is great. I love you, God. Dude, I, I felt the, those words meet the ground and then mm. they, they would like bounce back to my heart like i felt that so and then i started reading a lot and i'm like oh 
um, apparently that's how Jesus prayed. Like but Jesus would pray, Jesus like the Jesus would pray the the way that like Muslims do, like yeah, with their the face to the with their face to the ground, because he's so in love with God. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you put your face to the ground, you're kissing the floor that you walk on because that's the ground that the Creator gave you. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah, so yeah. like you're so about it. So I thought that was so interesting and. uh and and also like, I don't know, man. There's something about Islam that like, and, and this sounds stupid, okay? But like, uh, I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but I feel like as a brown man, there's something about Islam that makes me want to be like, say Allah Akbar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I there's know. Something about it, because like with Christianity. And, and I'm not knocking Christianity because my mom's Christian. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, my mom prays for me every day. She tells me about the Virgin Mary and, like, Jesus and everything, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something about, like, Allah Akbar and all that, like, that uh, takes... I don't feel the colonization of, like, Christianity. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, I know. I completely, I completely get it. Yeah. There's, like... I, I'm not saying that Islam is perfect. There's, like... You know, at the end of the day, it's still a religion. It's still like a man, something that men, you know, like Made. practice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So like, it's 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 still like it still has its faults, but I just don't feel that that uh ick that I do with Christianity. No, I, and you know what? And like the funny thing, how you were talking about uh, you were talking about earlier with your comedy, how you want to like take away the fear of trying new stuff out because i remember there's quite a few times you told me about a bit about talking about white jesus and i'm talking about like uh south americans like uh worshiping white jesus and you had like so many hilarious premises about it but it's something that i've never really seen you bring on stage yet because it's that's a tough bit to say and that's a yeah that's yeah. a lot of fear in that bit i bet but the way when we are, when we're just talking to each other and you kind of talked about it and, and had me rolling on the floor because I know yeah. inside of you, you have so much to say about that. And I can completely understand why you would say like, yeah, yeah. Like why you like, I can see why like Islam would be a little bit more, uh, what's the word? I can't even say it, but uh, it's better for you, better suited for you. Yeah. It just feels, it feels like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, it's funny because like there is that joke that like if if you go to prison and you come out a Muslim like that's you know you've had the full prison experience yeah you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> and like I and for whatever reason like guys go to prison and they come out Muslim and like because it's such a radical it feels like such a radical religion mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. and like and it's also like beautiful but like um when I was in rehab like. I was learning a lot about God and like I left rehab and I, I felt very like, you know, uh, one, mm. but I, I, I always, but I'm like deep down, I needed something like a vessel to get me there closer, mm. you know, cause there's something about like praying, like, dear God, um, can you make sure that my parents are good? Like my family's good, like whatever, whatever. After a while, it just gets repetitive. Mm. It doesn't seem, it doesn't sound real anymore. Mm. you know what i mean it's like you're just saying these like it's like you're rehearsed you're telling the same joke over and over mm -hmm. 
right? So like when I started learning how to pray um, in Islam, it changed. It became new. It's like there was a new energy. And also, I don't say the words because I don't speak Arabic. So I mm -hmm. listen like to a YouTube video or Malik or someone someone else who knows how to like guide a prayer. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what they're saying. I just know Allahu Akbar, which means God is great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, or, or, or like maybe like when they say like the most merciful or whatever. And in my head, I go, yeah, that's a fact. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that, and then I stop praying for selfish things. I'm not, I'm not really I'm not praying for like the betterment of me. I'm praying to God to be like, oh, thank you for just letting me exist. Period. Mm. I don't care if I get uh, this or that or like or if um, I feel this way. I just I want to let you know, God, that I'm grateful to be here, and that's it. Period. And you're great. And you're great. <laughs> ah, dude, I uh, know 100%. I think that's beautiful, man. And I've seen like such a maturity in you over the years, because that's such a big thing, too. I think when you come back to it, like now I'm praying just to be like, thank you for letting me be here. Like that in itself yeah. just shows like uh, just so much gratefulness that uh, yeah. it's such a foundation of just well-being, I think. Yeah, yeah. I you know what's crazy? I was talking with someone the other day, uh, Andrea Jin, another comedian from Vancouver. Okay. And uh, she was telling me, she was like, yo, Marito, like, you seem so, like, uh, you just seem so peaceful. Like, you, you seem, like, you know, focused or whatever. And you know when people tell you that and, like, deep down inside you want to tell them that you're falling apart? yeah 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 you know what I mean? you're like oh god no you don't understand like every day is like a struggle or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but for the first time like when she said that i was like oh my i'm like yeah i do i feel i feel this peace and like this different understanding but also knowing that like at any moment you could feel sad you could feel mad you could feel angry mm -hmm. it's just part of life it's mm -hmm. part of the river that we like like we were talking about with the wave yeah you know what i mean like you're part of it it doesn't matter how you feel or or where you're at you're still a part of this crazy miracle that we always take advantage of mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying dude i know 100 percent what you're yeah. saying I, and that's the way that's everything that prayer and meditation is supposed to give us is the idea of just like all of this you're part of that wave like they are you're part of the ocean kind of thing it's like just the acceptance of like whatever comes to you is going to come to you and if you can get into that mindset of just like letting it be and stop fighting it and just letting it be you become to a way more peaceful place and it's beautiful and like you said now if other people can sometimes see that in you as well yeah i think I, and, and do and do meditation too is like that's something I've been doing again. And it's so like, it's so key, man. It's Oh, oh, and that's the thing. That's the thing too, is like, I've been meditating and like thinking up here of the heart. I mm. just listen to my breath and my heartbeat. Cause I never, how crazy is that? That I never like, I never paid attention to the, my heartbeat, which is like the most important sound in your body. It's uh, you know what I mean? ha, 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 yeah, dude, it's uh. 
It's fucking, that's a amazing thing. And like the one thing yeah. of how you said it, it's always going. It's always going. It's the same thing with the breath. It's always going. And there's just something yeah. about that rhythm of it that is just like, it's out of this world when you really uh, get down to it and feel it. Like yeah. mentally we can think about it and be like, yeah, your heartbeat's always going. Yeah, you're always breathing. Like conceptually or mentally or in our mind, we can think about that. But to feel it, uh, it has such a powerful thing. It, it's such a powerful feeling, like, just to be like, holy fuck, I'm alive. Yeah. Big time. So when you talk about meditation, like, I'm happy you're getting back into it. Because I, I can see, even, like, during myself, like, during the pandemic, I slipped in and out of meditation. For some reason, the pandemic when I had more time to meditate, it made me feel yeah. like I didn't want to fucking do it. I don't know why. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But like now that you're back into it, uh, I'm like, how do you feel like with it? And like, oh, I also want to know like, what, uh, how do you kind of get that connection with meditation and like prayer? Like, um, is one giving you like, I guess prayer is giving you a little bit more with that, like kind of like just going straight for God, recognizing God kind of thing. But is there a connection there too? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, oh, that's why I also like how they pray in Islam as well. Is because like, there's that one part of the prayers of the door or whatever, like where you just sit, mm -hmm. where you're sitting on your knees and you're like, you're just breathing. Yeah. And you're counting your blessings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's, that's what like meditation is for me. I just sit and I shut up, you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I listen to the silence because like in almost every spiritual like text, it always goes that you can hear God in the silence. You can hear mm -hmm. God in your breath in your mm -hmm. heartbeat. So like, I'm no longer like trying to find this peace, this like, I guess this peace, serenity, you know, like that the, the serenity and peace that white people talk about in yoga mats. <laughs> I I've always been looking for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm looking, I'm looking for the real thing. Like where you just sit down and like whether your mind's spinning or not, like whatever state I'm in, when I when I when I sit down and I close my eyes and I pay attention to my breath and my heart, that's just the state I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then uh -huh. that's it. And you just accept it. That's a hundred percent what you need to do. Yeah. So like the one thing I loved about it is like, like you said, there's no finding anything, especially like when you, when we talk about like you go to a yoga class and they're like, find the peace or something. That's just like, yeah. don't, don't search. There's no searching. And when you come to that spot where you understand, like there's no searching for something and I'm just going to yeah. sit down and be, and if my mind's chaotic today, it's chaotic today. That's fine. And just be and just watch it and just try to like, listen to the silence if the silence comes like that's like a beautiful spot to be in because that's that like really changes yourself because as soon as you're if you're searching for that peacefulness that's your mind that's a duality of your mind your mind is half trying to uh be trying to meditate and just be and then half searching and trying yeah. to grasp and try to find something so yeah you're just in two spots but you just want to bring yourself back to just being and that's like that where the beauty of it comes in yeah that dude that's 
that's exactly like what it is, man. It's just like a like. There's another thing that I you should read that book. It's so dope. Reflection of the heart. All right, I'll write that down. Yeah. Um. Uh, and it's called the spiritual journey into Islam, and uh, uh, it it talks about like uh that thing the searching, is like is the biggest waste of time, of our gift that God mm. has given us, which is life, because. Everything that you seek is here. It's inside of you. It's already in you. Mm. You know what I mean? It's all there. Yeah, you, like I, I'm always looking. I'm always like, "Fuck, man! Uh, I want my sobriety. I want my. I, I want to be like this, like spiritual being. I want to be this thing. And it's like, dude, it's here. It's already there. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you just gotta polish it. Yeah. Right? Cause it's smudgy right now. That's it. You just gotta polish it, and then, and then when it's like polished and clean, it'll reflect the light. You know what I mean? I love that reflect. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's like another roomy thing, like kind of calling you a mirror because that's all it is. Like once you remove all the, once you remove all the dirt, you're just a mirror that reflects. You don't need to do anything, right? I love that shit. Yeah, bro, this dude. I've been reading so much roomy. Roomy's been like when I was like first getting into spirituality i fucking used to listen to rumi all the time i used to just go on youtube and just like look up some of his poetry and just like constantly just go through different like poetry he does but it's just so powerful yeah and, like it's yeah it's uh it's kind of weird how poetry is like that because some poetry i just read i have like no fucking idea what they're talking about <laughs> but like sure. other poetry like rumi i just like read and all of a sudden i'm just like holy shit like this guy just spoke to my soul yeah exactly i love it um let's talk uh i want to kind of know about uh your tattoos baby like you're fucking you've yeah. uh like uh been going on a tattoo craze lately and i can see like right <laughs> now in this video you just like man your tattoos look out of this world man uh what kind of got you down this path so yeah, like again, like I, I've always wanted. I, I, you know what? I never wanted to get tattoos because, like, the pain. I hate like little pain. Mm -hmm. You know, like paper cuts or like people pinching you or whatever. <laughs> like a mosquito bite. I hate that shit. You know what I mean? But for some reason, like I can get punched in the face. But like when it comes to like little scratches, I hate that shit. Oh, okay. like it gets me so mad, bro. You oh, know what I, I mean? Like that. Oh. Dude, I, I don't know what it is. Like, when I, like, you when, you when you play fight, I like to fight. But when it comes to, like, you know, just like a little prick, oh, like, I'll lose my mind. I go, like, oh. So, I never wanted to get tattoos, but I always admired them, you know, like, again, because of rap, right? Like, mm. rappers, so, like, you know, like, rapper, like, Tupac. Um, you know, all these guys, they got like these like tats that show like where they're from or whatever, whatever. So I always wanted to like do it, but I'm like, I don't want, I can't go through the pain though. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't know what to get, you know? Cause if I was a kid, if I was getting tattoos as a kid, I would get shit that didn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But now that like, I'm, I'm starting to like be at peace of with, with who I am. Like I'm so in love with like like Latino culture, you know what I mean? Like Aztecs, Mayans, Incas, like the, the, the indigenous people from like Latin America, like mm. 
which is part of my culture, you know, like it was just the reason I'm brown and like I'm short, like I come from these people, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like uh, I, I'm starting to read about like the history of Latin America and all these things. And I, I, I've just like I've become so in love with the culture that I'm like obsessed with it. And even like moving out west because like, living in Toronto, I always wanted to move to New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that I live in Vancouver, I want to move to LA, bro. Like <laughs> I want to, I want to shave my head. I want to get put a wife beater on, khakis, <laughs> <laughs> Nike Because <laughs> I'm so in love with the culture now. You know, I'm I'm embracing who I am. You know, like my Latinoism. Because low key, I used to be ashamed of it. I used really? to be ashamed. Yeah, because like I grew up in Calgary, right? So like, uh, I always either wanted to be white or Asian. You know okay. what I mean? Right? Because, like, all my friends were white and Asian. Okay. Uh, like, the Vietnamese kids, the Filipino kids. And uh, the Latino kids, like, you know, I, I, I sort of, like, never hung out with them as much. Right? And then it wasn't until I started doing comedy that, like, I, that's when I started talking about being a Latino. Mm. But I would make fun of it. I would almost exploit my culture rather yeah. than, like, you know? But now I'm at a, at a place where I want to, like, embrace it. I want to uplift people who look like me. So um, my little brother, because he beat cancer. Oh, he, congrats, buddy. Yeah, he got a tattoo. And he's like, hey, can you get a tattoo too as well? That like, so we can commemorate it. That's and I awesome. Was like, yeah. I was like, for sure, I'll do it. And then when I was getting the tattoo, because it was just a symbol. He showed me a symbol and I'm like, okay, cool. So when I was getting the tattoo by the artist, she was like, you're a big Harry Potter fan, eh? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, that symbol, it's it's this one right here. Okay. It's the it's Is the it triangle? Yeah. Okay. It's the Hogwarts. It's the Deathly Hollows or something. I don't know. It's like what the wizards get. Okay. In Harry Potter. So my brother basically tricked me to get a Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so right? funny. Yeah, and but he loves Harry Potter, but he, yeah. he didn't tell me that it was Harry Potter, and I was so mad at him <laughs> that that I got this thing. So then, in in order to like, I, I, it's not that I covered it up; like it's still there. You can still yeah, see, I can it. see it. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm either gonna get a bunch of Harry Potter tattoos, you know, just go with it, yeah. or or get or or start getting other shit. So then I, I committed to, like, just getting, like, the most Latino tattoos. Yeah, that one's freaking awesome. You can ever see. That. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it sort of hides the Harry Potter. It's <laughs> 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 like, all these, like, Latinx, you know, like, things. So I just start, bro, I got addicted. And, yeah, I have addictive personality. Like, mm -hmm. I it's been, like, four months, and I have 15 tattoos. That's insane. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I love that. And I love how you're like, uh, yeah, honestly, and first of all, like just fucking congrats to your bro. I know how hard that was for you when uh, you're going through that, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was tough, man. I, I'm glad that I went through it, though, because it showed me that I like that. I love my family. Yeah, dearly. You know what I mean? And like I, I didn't handle it in the best way, obviously, but but. Now, now that I'm okay, I'm like, okay, now with this love that you have for them, like do, do good things.
Yeah, I yeah. freaking and like you know, my dad like had a stroke during the pandemic, and like it's just been like uh, he went into a like a extra care place, like a long term care place, just because he can't even take care of himself anymore and shit. So it was the yeah. same kind of thing, and like I know what you were saying, like handling that first was just so hard. And uh, even I fucking went into bad places myself, which I'm not really uh, too happy with. But coming out of it and like, you know, I wish like it never happened to my dad so he could still be walking and like living at home. But at the same time, like coming out of it, I kind of like now seeing like how it's made me stronger and made me realize how much I love my family as well, which yeah. just just that love has just been uh, I'm just like so it's like grateful to have that because i know not everybody does have that and that's made me like I, I think that's really just made me become somebody better and want me to become somebody better too right yeah bro yeah man and i'm glad to hear your dad's like somewhere we can get taken care of mm -hmm. no man yeah. and like so yeah, like like I said, that's sick that your brother caught you on this uh, tattoo, uh, yeah. uh, like frenzy. But uh, that's uh, I I really think that's so cool. And like now that you're like getting all these uh, new tattoos, but like you were saying, like you want to like now embrace your culture, right? You want to be like proud of who you are, which I I know you've been on that uh, that that path for a long time because i i do I, I i've been with you since we started comedy probably 14 years ago i don't even know how long it was but like i remember yeah. you were doing uh jokes about being a mexican i was doing jokes about being a muslim and we we're kind of on that same path where maybe we're telling jokes that are more just like kind of making fun of our culture rather than embracing it but over yeah. the years I've seen that change in you and myself completely where now it's like, I want to embrace that. I want to be like, this is who I am. And uh, I want yeah. to tell the people who I am. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. And like you, yeah, now you are like, uh, like embracing your Latin culture and like, uh, I love how you're like doing that and like kind of like coming out in symbols, like of your culture on your body too. Now that's beautiful. Yeah, big time. And then it, I just became it. Like my hair is gone. I have to shave it all the time now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I just look like God. It's almost like God was like, yo, dude, you're going to look like a cholo. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and I just look like it. I just look like like that's how who I became. Because do you remember I used to have long hair? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I, I didn't look the way I look right now. And like, yeah, it's just very different. It's kind of funny when you uh, when you start like really becoming who you are and like a lot of that has to do with the spiritual life. Like when you start like accepting who you are, your look changes. It's funny, like your whole body changes, the way your face looks changes. And it really feels like that, doesn't it? Big time. Big time, man. It's it's almost like and I, I'm starting to like realize that like I look, I'm starting to look like my parents. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my mom and my dad, like when they first moved to the country. Oh, nice. You like that then? That's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it it feels very dull. Like to like because we're getting older now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, dude, 14 years in comedy is like 
that's a long it's not a long time but it's a long time for like for a new comic yeah you know what i mean oh for like, a new I, comic yeah I, I still think you and me are new comedians but we're we're we hit that 15 14 year mark yeah and like we're Cause both because there's there's peers of ours who've been doing it for like 20 30 years mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm like holy shit i can't even imagine that no and that's true and like now we're at like 14 like that year 14 15 and like I really do feel like now it's kind of like how you said, like now it's kind of like where we really look at what we want to say. And uh, I love that as a comedian because at first it just, those first 10 years or 15 years just really felt like learning to write jokes, learning to be comfortable on stage, learning to like build a set and like all of those kind of things. And now it's like, now it's like what do you want to say why are you even a comedian like why did you even do this like what like why are what are you going to say to the people who listen to you like why is it even important like now all these bigger questions start getting uh, asked and like that whole like now the new journey is like uh it is a very spiritual journey i can't like now i can't even separate creativity from spirituality i can't separate it anymore Big time. No, man. All right, buddy. Like, uh, this was fucking awesome. I just love talking to you all the time. I always ask God yay or nay at the end of the fucking podcast, but I think uh, I think we all know the answer for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I honestly, like, maybe you could just reiterate now, like, as a comedian, as an artist going forward, as somebody who's now accepted your spirituality and like kind of like now is in a place where you're really focused on your well-being, like how where, where do you kind of see your creative goals like in the next few years? Like now you're in Vancouver, now you're really focused on your well-being and now yeah. you're trying to speak through your heart. So like what do you what what do you kind of really uh, your creative goals in the next little bit? Well, like, like you were saying, like, I want to embrace who I am. You know what I mean? Like embrace this, like, like fully and like, and, and really get into like the heart again, that, that word heart, mm. the heart of like where we come from, you know what I mean? Where I come from, like, I, I come from like Northeast Calgary and like my family sacrificed everything and they're still working constantly. Mm. So I can like have a better life so my siblings can have a better life and me and my siblings are grown adults now you know but they're still they're still doing that so like there's like my my goal my like um vision is to be able to like create something that can show people that that kind of love you know what i mean like whether it's a story or like a poem or whatever the fuck i'm going to be doing like i want to show them like yeah this thing exists just like unconditional love like this immigrant story mm. you know like so that's like my next goal like everything i put in like i'm 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 working on stuff right now that's like about about that like um my parents immigrating to canada mm. and like raising a family in like off a white ass calgary you know what i mean like just their strength right and like like my mom's like the devotion to like god like i i want to be able to show that because like my mom saved my life with her faith. You know what mm. I mean? So like, yeah, I, I, I want to be able to like get into that and like talk about my addiction and 
and all that. And I'm I'm already doing it. That's the thing. You've already. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm already there. I'm already there. And it's just about continuing. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Hell like, yeah. man, people always talk about, oh, I'm going to move to the States. Oh, I'm going to write a pilot. I'm going to do this. I'm going to whatever, whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's that's part of it. That's part of the gears. But what are you doing from the heart, though? Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, I don't care about the business side. The business side is cool. I'm going to do it because I'm an adult. But what you're talking about, like, the creative aspect, mm -hmm. what is that? Like, what are you going to – what do you – what's your mark on the earth that you're going to leave? Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, and that's what I'm focused on right now. It's like God, God gave us – God gave us this, like, this breath, this heart, this body to do something with. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, thanks dude. I love that. And like, uh, like uh, I'll tell all my audience that this is their first time here in Burrito. Like you freaking have been working on this shit for years too. I've seen you, uh, the writing you've done in the past on your addiction, on yeah. just just stories of your family and shit. It's huge. And uh, so like, it's so like uh, inspiring and like I used to just uh, when I read it, it inspired me myself. So like I, I know you're on that path and I'm glad you're still on the path and you have a vision of the future. And uh, I hope you just keep inspiring people. And I hope I see you again soon, buddy, because uh, you're yeah, one of my bro. best friends in the game. So I fucking always yeah, love dude, you. Likewise. Yo, thank you for having me on again. I needed that. Just talk in the yeah, morning. Yeah, buddy. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, let my audience know uh, where they can find you, buddy, and just anything you want to promote. Yeah, fuck yeah. I uh I um uh on Instagram, uh no champagne poppy. I do a podcast with Dino Archie, uh no, strictly was... beloved. Hilarious and podcast. we talk and we talk about your podcast a bunch too, actually. Oh really? Because we yeah, because we talk about spirituality and like Dino's been a guest on yours and I have so like we like we we talk about like the moments that we've shared with you and like yeah because like our podcast is like very you know we're silly as fuck <laughs> but we still talk about the spiritual like aspect of it right because that's what it gets down to at the end of the day it's like how are you beloved mm -hmm. yeah I love it, dude. Uh, all right, I'll toss that in the podcast description for everybody to check out and uh, yeah, Marito, fucking thank you so much, big guy. Yeah, bro. Love you, my man. Love you, too. All right. That was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NewerKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, NewerKidY.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up. And all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often. Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.